Entrepreneurs on the moon. Reshaping life for a better tomorrow. Our producer, you're nominated as well, so we're very excited about that. 
Definitely. Don't leave yourself out there. You nominated as well. I, I am nominated, yes. I'm very uh, honored and humbled. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it, it's a good thing. We got three three nominations, I believe, and, uh, you know, we'll, let's see what, how we how we end the night. How we end the night. Yeah, definitely and looking forward to that. Shout out to Carla, who is um, our boss and owner of ELPM. Yes. Shout out. Congrats, and we're proud of you. Very yes, proud, lady. <laughs> very, very proud. And this award show, it's a big deal. So, you know, I, I was trying my best to make it out there, but I don't think I'll be able to. But I know, Chica, you're going to represent us in um, conversation with Chica, and I think it's going to be a great night. So I look forward to your uh, the play-by-play from you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I made it to the movies this weekend. I only saw one movie. I went to go see uh, Miss Parker's favorite horror uh, the Conjuring, and this movie is based on a true story of the Perone family. Um, it stars Vera Farmiga, I think that's how you pronounce her name, Farmiga. Vera Farmiga is how you say her name, and Patrick Wilson. And basically, the two of them star as um, mediums or hypersensitive people who can detect and pick up extrasensory activity. And they come and basically assess the house of the Perone family and deduce oh, that no. there is hmm? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> they come and uh deduce that there is de- definitely uh something going on in the house. Well, in fact there's a lot more going in the house than <laughs> what meets the eye. Um this house had been terrorizing these people the whole time that they were in it. Like I said, this is based on a true story. And I actually watched a documentary that kind of went along with this film on the real family just because I wanted a backstory to what I was going to see in the movie. And basically, this story happened 30 years ago. And the people never said anything or never really went public with what was going on with them because they just didn't feel like people would believe that it was real. And it's not until, like, after all the other stories came out and there, you know, was an influx of, you know, like, the Poltergeist and Amityville and all these other stories came out that they feel like that they can actually have this, you know, story be told about them. And so they stayed in the house for 30 years? No, they didn't stay in the house for 30 years. It happened oh. 30 years ago. Oh, okay. Can you imagine staying in the house 30 years and you being terrorized? No, 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 no. I was going to say, no, some fools. But pretty much um, they just weren't brave enough to tell their story until recently, and they came out with this movie, and it sent chills up my spine. I don't know. I'm a fan of horror. I love the genre, and I'm really – I'm not into the occult, but I am fascinated by – Stuff of that nature. It, it, you know, I, the world of dimensions and, you know, ghosts and paranormal activity. It intrigues me a little bit. So I will always have an interest for that. And I give this movie thumbs up because I did kind of like hide my eyes a little bit and kind of went down in the seat. <laughs> so that, that always makes it good for a good horror movie. In All right. <laughs> yeah. I agree. It's not good. It's yeah. not scary. <laughs> okay. So what's it, coming out that you're looking forward to? Oh, definitely. It's all about Wolverine this weekend. Um, I'm actually going to go see Fruitvale Station 
um, again, I'm taking a group of uh, adolescents with me to go see the movie. Um, there's a group of adolescents, and we were in discussion about the whole uh, Zimmerman trial and Trayvon Martin. Um, it's a group of kids that actually were going to the march, and I was just very impressed at the fact that at such a young age that they were taking that upon themselves to go participate in the march. And I asked them if they saw Fruitvale Station, and they told me that they hadn't. So we're actually going to go uh, probably Friday or early Saturday to go check out this movie. So it should be pretty interesting to actually have that dialogue with them to see what they have to say about the notorious N-word and racism in our country. Oh, Lord, yeah. That would definitely be... uh... That would be interesting. So keep us posted. Absolutely. All right, TK. Well, as always, we thank you so much for your contributions on air and off, and have a great week, okay? Absolutely, brother. Oh, wait a minute. Hold up. Before I leave, uh, I don't know if everyone was privy to uh, the conversation on Facebook uh, with Michelle and myself and on Twitter uh, oh, concerning yeah. you and her actually coming on the show. So, Ms. Parker, did right. you know? <laughs> that Michelle A has made an agreement to appear on our show, but that under certain awesome. circumstances, <laughs> I have awesome. to sing something in my heart, and Stephen has to sing No More Lies. <laughs> okay, well, you have to be So we have to, you know, get our practice on, but uh, I'm a little nervous about that. We got to do a live one here? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. That's Listen, like, aren't you a singer? <laughs> Which one? Aren't you a singer? Oh, yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Oh, my. Right. You got it. A little pressure, though. A little pressure got me. <laughs> singing for Michelle A. Singing one of her songs, bro. So. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Absolutely. But I thank you guys. Have a good night. You too, Chica. Thank you, too, honey. Right. Hey, Ron. What's going on, man? Hey, hey Steven. Hey, How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good, man. What's Can't going on, Ron? Yo, it's a lot going on. Um, of course, with just everything as far as with um, with this whole stand your ground and all that, but but we'll but we'll talk about that later on in the show. As right. far as with sports, man, I just want to talk about um, Magic Johnson. He opens up. He opened up in some um, alternative schools in Chicago. So okay, uh, yeah. So I thought that was that was really cool. Um, it it targets students ages um, thir- thirteen to um, twenty one who have dropped out of high school or are or are at at risk of um of not graduating. Um pretty much it um uh, helps helps these students to have a um, another path as far as um finishing up their um education. So I thought that was that was pretty good. Um Hank Aaron, Hall of Fame baseball player, um his house got robbed in Atlanta. Oh wow, Hank Aaron? Yeah, yeah. Hank Aaron, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I thought that they get was. get a lot of stuff. Say that again. They get a lot of stuff. Um, let's see. I don't know if they. it. Um, they. I guess they try to like. I guess get like. Um, 
jewelry, some of his um some of his um yeah, stuff like that. His um his memorabilia. Ah, there we go. That's a tongue twister. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, but pretty much what 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 was taking those um jewelry and car keys? Those were the only only things taken. So. Okay. Well, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. Sad it happened, yeah. but good that get a lot of stuff. Yeah, and um, two, two of his um BMWs were missing from the garage. Oh wow! Yeah, so to me, it kind of sounds like I, I, maybe someone that like knows him or something just to actually, you know, know where his keys are, know where right, the car, right. you know. Yeah. And why would they just target that? Why would they just get his cars? You know, so it sounds, it sounds like some someone in his inner circle or something. So right, right. Or, yeah. So the um, Atlanta Police Department they're investigating that. So hopefully they'll find out who it is and arrest them and charge them. Um, Dwayne Wade, have you heard about his own wife? Oh, I was going to talk about Aunt Tanya, yeah. His ex-wife, okay, well, I won't I won't uh, mention much, but no, I'll just say, she what is, wow, she is saying, she's on the streets with this sign, she's, she, she's sitting on the street, literally with this sign saying, NBA Miami Heat star, mother of his children, on the streets. She she's saying she's homeless. That, uh, she's homeless, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, wow, right? I'm, I'm, I'm just in awe. Like, I mean, really? I don't care what happened between them. I, I don't know. I kind of still feel like he should help. And she yeah, is absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the he way, was once married to her. That was his high school sweetheart. I mean, and the mother of his children. Yeah, the you mother of his children. Yeah, you have to help her, even if like she's, if like she's um, strung out on drugs. Get her to one of the best drug treatment facilities in the country. Well, they're That's saying that she, she has mental issues, which I I, I believe because I saw her yeah. on Dr. Phil. Okay, um, okay. I saw her on Dr. Phil. She didn't seem like she was all there. Okay. So I think she needs, I think she really needs help. And I think that's one of the reasons why the kids were taken away from her is that she has I, I issues see. mentally, okay. yeah. I see that. Well, he definitely needs, needs to not give up on her because at the end, other day, those are I his. I mean, um, mental uh, illness is a disease. You know, it's not nothing that she can really help. Right. Um, right. I think she needs help. She needs help. Yeah. She definitely needs help. Yeah. So, Dwayne, please, brother, help. You know, step up, man. Your ex-wife needs you. She's the mother of your sons. I mean, just out of sheer respect for your right. sons. I mean, just, right. just help her. I'm sorry. I don't care if my ex-wife and I were heated. I'm not gonna have her out there on the streets. Acting up like this, I will swoop her up and get her taken care of. Definitely get her to the best mental facility that I can have. That, that right. I can pay for, you know. Definitely. So hopefully Dwayne takes takes care of that. Um, I see. Bron, LeBron James won three ESPY awards. Oh Congratulations, wow! LeBron. Yeah. So he he's winning. MVP trophies and NBA Finals trophies and now he's winning SBs and the whole nine. He's, he's doing great. Wow. Yeah. Robin Roberts, big ups to her. She was honored um, 
at the ESPYs for for uh, her her courage. You know, she's she's dealing with like a lot of um, health 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 issues, and she's she's been a true champion. I mean, just 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 a fighter. So the um, ESPYs honored honored her for that. So big ups to Robin Roberts. Um, and Lolo Jones, man, she was fighting at a nightclub, man. This girl. Yeah, is I heard that. You always have what's a Lolo story. You can't stand her. I can't. I can't get enough of Lolo. Lolo is interesting, man. She is going to make herself known in the news. She can't run, but she can fight, though. She will fight. Fight a person. I heard. Oh, I heard she jumped the girl. I heard her. What? Another, and another runner. They jumped the girl. Wow. Lolo saying, do not let the light skin fool you. Please, don't <laughs> let it fool you. I, I am a, I am a sister. You, you better get it right. Do not slip. Do not right. slip. Yeah, do not let the long hair fool you. Right. She don't play. But I'm honestly, with with a name like um, Lolo, oh, you already know. She, yeah, she, she ain't gonna play. She's not playing. But it's, <laughs> It says that um, she was in a fight with the with the stepdaughter of a bobsledder. So, uh, yeah, I'm. Ooh, okay. watch it back. Watch it back. Watch it back. It's a lot going on with that story, but yeah. Yeah. Can we, yeah, can we go back lot. to the um, the Wayne Wade story? I'm still reading this, and they said that she's been getting paid for several years. She was getting paid twenty five thousand dollars a month. I think that was when she had the kids. Yeah, that's you know, Usually when you have mental issues, it does it does roll into drug problems somehow. So yeah. she probably has that too. She either Whatever's going on with her, she needs help. Definitely. Bottom Absolutely. line. Bottom line, yeah. The money should be broke. But yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, unless you, well, I mean, unless you have a drug problem, you, you that money goes pretty quickly. It yeah, goes real quick. That's right. That's, that's right. Drugs lead it up real quick. You can spend ten thousand dollars a week on drugs. Oh, easy. Right. Oh, yeah, easily. Easy. Easily. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 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 also, also, she's she's probably dealing with mental issues, the drugs, and depression. I'm sure she is right. depressed over the fact that she lost her husband. She's she's lost her children now. So I mean, you know, yeah. she's yeah, she's she's. The woman needs help definitely. So her family needs 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 to step up, and Dwayne needs to definitely step step up. So hopefully that all works out well. Um, I'm gonna talk about because people are still talking about this. It's the um, it's the ESPN body uh, issue. The um, I mean everybody's talking about this this um this a magazine. So I actually got a copy of it. And I man, I'm just impressed. People, I mean, these athletes, both male and female, they have, you know, they have really nice physiques. So I mean, I just got to get props for props. All that are. money you had one too. Say what? Oh yeah, I'm like that's yeah. like my motivation, man. I'm like man, right. I mean, even the 77 year old golfer, I might feel like an old man, old 77 year old dude was, you know, for like a, <laughs> for an elder, you know, get like down. He's, yeah, right. he, yeah he, he was definitely holding it down. So big ups to ESPN, the magazine on that. Y'all are just doing it. And let's see, that's pretty much it, man. Well, there's like some things going on with um, baseball as far as the um, typical um, 
um, steroid use, you know, and everything. So I'm not really even even going to get into all that. Oh, really, it is, quickly, it, really quickly, Aaron, let me mention something. I was watching um, Xterra, which is like a triathlon, but okay. it's a big competition. I'm not sure if you ever watched uh, Iron Man or anything like that. But it's it's not really as long and as intense as Iron Man, but it's very intense. Like the top athlete, these people are for hours, you know, riding bikes and running oh, wow. and swimming. But okay. uh, it's, I saw Lance Armstrong competing. I'm like, what? Oh, really? Oh, wow. I, I thought he was banned from all sports. I guess just cycling. Lance but I think he's gonna... Kenny's fifth, I believe. Lance Armstrong. He's going to make his way back. Yeah, one way or the other. The cycling. Right, one way or another. He is going to prove to y'all that even though it was found that he was you know, guilty of taking those enhancing drugs, he's going to prove it, that it was not him. It was a conspiracy. The I man, just thought I, it was weird to see it's him. It's weird. Know, it is very weird. I would be, I would right. be pissed off if those people who were competing, are, like, they've trained for years. And, right. Because right. you know, I, I thought that he was banned, but, see, he's only banned from the tour the France, so I guess yeah. other bike, other cycling events, he's not banned from. But yeah, Miss Parker, you're right. If I was one of, of those other athletes that was there, I, I'd have been like, you know what? Did y'all drug test him? I mean, seriously, pause, time out. Right. Did y'all drug right. test him? Right. Really? Right. You exactly. Yeah. So, Lance, bro, you you get to hustle on, man. You definitely get to hustle on. Don't call it a comeback, he said. Don't, don't well, call it a comeback. Right. Can't. Can't hustle. Yes, know, sir. Michael Jordan just got, you know, he got married not too long ago, earlier this year. Well, apparently uh, they're reporting that he agreed to undergo a reverse vasectomy so that his. Uh, I knew that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whitey wants, Whitey wants an insurance policy, and that's called a, a um, baby Jordan. She wants her insurance <laughs> policy. Michelle, Michelle, I'm Michelle, 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 Congratulations, 
Mrs. Second Mrs. Jordan, Michael Jordan, I guess for the you know, for the birth of y'all's future kids together. So big ups to that. Oh, also with uh, Michael Jordan, wanted to announce that it is official. The Charlotte Hornets are back. Not this season coming up, but next season, um twenty fourteen season, the uh, Charlotte the uh, Charlotte Bobcats will be changed to the Charlotte Hornets. So wow. no more cast after after this coming season. This is the last season for the um, Charlotte Bobcat name. It will be gone. Thank you. I'm happy about that. I never liked that name. I thought it was just silly. And I appreciate the fact that they're now back to the Charlotte Hornets. So congratulations to the city of Charlotte and to the NBA and to the fans. We get the Hornets back. Yes, all is well in the world. And big ups also really quickly to Sean Merriman. He was on this TV show tonight um, on on NBC, I forgot the show. It was something like, like something, some kind of Iron Man kind of competition kind of thing for TV stuff. Anyway, um, he didn't win, but just the fact that he was, you know, trying to, I guess, make a little comeback on TV, even though his football career is pretty much done because he actually retired. But anyway, it was it, it was good to see Sean on TV and stuff like that. So Sean. Congratulations, man! How are you? Big ups and good luck with the uh, with your career after after football. And that's it. All right. Find me on all right, Facebook, Aaron, Twitter, we'll Instagram, and all that. Aaron Cosby. Aaron Cosby. We'll talk to you in the next half hour. All right. All right, Janaris, all yours. Janaris not on tonight. Um, she oh, actually man. wasn't feeling well, but go to com for updates. Miss Parker. Now I don't know if you like me, but I am. I have turned off my TV today. I hear one more thing about this royal baby. Congratulations. We're glad that she had her baby. But is that deserves 24-hour coverage? Believe it or not, I have not watched TV all day. I have been so busy, which probably is a good thing. Spare me, please. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I am, I am a, a royal watcher probably because I'm a female. And I remember, um, you know, growing up and Princess Diana marrying Charles, and I wanted to be a princess just like her and thought she was gorgeous <laughs> and cried when she passed away. So I'm a little more yeah. invested probably. Um, but I think it's, you know, was hoping for a girl. <laughs> I, I don't think you know, Carla, Carla just, she, uh, she just I, heard, I heard that we haven't, it, it, for us, it's really nothing. I heard out there, they're turned up. <laughs> oh, no, they are. They are turned up. I mean, they're outside the hospital and the, and the yeah. towers taking they, 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 they bought, like, like, millions of bottles of champagne. They ran out, like, the country was a shortage of champagne. I'm like, what? They, they're I turned mean, up. They are. They are. And then the thing <laughs> is, I understand that's their country. But we, they over here, I mean, 24 I guess you 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 don't understand why we're invested, right? Why are we here? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, like when I, I always warm up on the elliptical at the gym, and um, and so I watch CNN during the time to catch up on my news. I had to turn the t- station, put on music, cause all I saw was that baby. <laughs> Every show, that baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord! And so I I, I, I saw an article the, uh, when they were reporting on the news. Um, media backlash over constant coverage of the baby. <laughs> We're still coming. <laughs> I mean, the baby was born today, right? I mean, turn, they, they, they're going to be turned up for a while. It's going to be a story for a while. So uh, they, they, had the, they had the baby 
watch yesterday. The baby watched yesterday and this morning, and then they weren't sure she had the baby yet, but she'd been labeled for 13 hours. Then they were guessing what the name's going to be. <laughs> Please calm down. <laughs> I, I turn I turn all the way up. Turn up. Yeah, turn all the way up. They didn't turn down. <laughs> but uh, congratulations. Yeah, I mean, Don't get wrong. Much, that pretty much just took over the whole entertainment, you know, thing. Yeah. Besides that, that um, actor from Glee, he passed away, yeah. I believe, on Thursday last week. Yeah. yeah. Um, in yeah. Canada, where he's originally from, um, and. From what I've read and heard, it's from a drug overdose. Did you hear that? Yeah, heroin and something else. Mm. Mm. Sad. Very sad. Um, um, and then also actor, I don't, I don't, you might not know him by, excuse me, by name, but Dr. I mean, actor Dick Arena, he, he was in the movie Get Shorty, and he was also a Law and Order. He passed away um, today as well. So our thoughts and prayers are with both of their family, fans, and friends. Um, but that Glee guy was just so sad. I, I mean, it was so sad that he passed away. And I don't really, I didn't watch the show, but you know, you see their faces all the time. And to be so what? young, you never, you never watched Glee. I've seen, I've seen it before, but it wasn't something I would watch. You know what I mean? Right, um, right. No, same here. I'm, I'm not too familiar with it either. Um, yeah, but um, okay. they said that he had been in our rehab a couple times, and so. Right, he had a drug problem since he was 10, I believe, which is sad. Oh, okay. but, um Definitely, you know, keeping his family, friends, and fans in our thoughts. Yeah, especially they have the young following, you know. So, you know, yeah, kids. exactly. Now, I saw that you posted uh, Kelly Rowland's Dirty Laundry video. What do you think about it? I Honestly, the video um, was not very clear when I was watching it. Right. Um, yeah. It was it, uh, for some reason I think it was uh, whoever uploaded. It. I only found it on one site. So whoever uploaded, it, I think there was an issue with upload. Uh, but I love the song, and I and I think Kelly is absolutely gorgeous, and I think she's brave, and I I commend her for sharing her story, sharing her truth, and, and I think that's that's part of healing and growing. So I'm very proud of her, and I love the song. I absolutely love the yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's oh, take speaking a, uh, of um, entertainment, really quickly, did you hear about Rihanna getting potato chips thrown at her? What happened? There, I guess she was in London somewhere, and she showed up three or four hours late, and they threw chips at her. Wow. And started pulling. <laughs> well, them, them London people, they don't play. <laughs> I've heard she's, she's always late, so. Yeah, um, yeah, she is. Definitely, they're probably I told you when I was in Houston, um, one morning I was driving into work and all they were talking about Ray Ray's here today. She's in, I guess you know she was on tour, she was performing in Houston. That's all they talked about, me going to work. Me going home. Well, Rihanna fans she canceled, uh <laughs> so, so I don't know. But hopefully, uh Wow. She said they said she wasn't feeling well, but for yesterday yeah, I heard. Uh, but yeah, she would come early on time because they they throw chips at you. <laughs> right, if it shows up. Right, if it shows up. Right. Well, let's take a uh, commercial break and come back with our guest panel to talk about uh, this Trayvon Martin case and all other things regarding um, racial issues here in our country. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to. 
The Steve and Night Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to The Steve and Night Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Steve and Night Show, Monday nights. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTMRadio.com. Most of the world was stunned with George Zimmerman when George Zimmerman was found not guilty for the murder of 17-year-old Trayvon Martin. Then recently, Paula Dean has come under fire for admittedly using the N-word. Well, tonight I've asked a special guest panel to join us in our discussion on not only the Trayvon Martin case, but the notorious N-word and other things that... Um, race-related issues uh, that we deal with today. Let me start by introducing the panel. We have William. William, welcome. Thank you. We have Adrian. Adrian, how you doing? Hey, Stephen. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. Kenny, is Kenny there? He might be there. Um, Aaron, I know you're there. Aaron? I'm here. Yes, sir. I'm here. All right, and then we have uh, if Kenny and um, Derek, if they uh, join in, then we can talk further. But let's get started. Um, let me start off with you, William. What were your thoughts on uh, why George Zimmerman was found not guilty? Uh, I quite honestly think the prosecution did a very poor job of depicting Trayvon as in a self-defense mode. Um, I think the entire trial got turned into was George Zimmerman um, self, having self-defense for himself, and at no point did it really ever, you know, it was funny. I almost was, I told my sister, I was like, why didn't the prosecution use stand your ground for Trayvon Martin? Um, right. Because it, at some point you had to question if I've got a strange man following me and he's not stopping, um, I have a right to, A, engage and, and question why are you following me. So, And I think ultimately what it came down to, um, when the defense introduced that four minutes, um, that seemed to really just unsettle the entire case to me. I, at that point, when they introduced the four minutes and were like, it should have only taken him one minute to get home, I was like, George Zimmerman will be eating cereal on Sunday morning. Wow, wow. Adrian, what are your thoughts? <laughs> well, part of me wants to say this is this is it's sort of relevant, but not really. But we're, we're all forgetting that he's also the son of a judge, and I'm just thinking from that standpoint of you know, first of all, it took them you know what it, forty plus days to get him arrested, um, and we all know if that was that if, if if that was the other way around, you know, he would have been under the jail within three minutes. So exactly. he's the son of a judge, you know, not to mention he's well-connected. You know, it just seems so fishy to me. Now I understand how, you know, the courtroom works and all of that and what he was charged on and what they have to prove and so forth and such and such. I understand that. But socially, it's just ridiculous. And I think more needs to be looked into, you know, that as well, it's, you know, being the son of a judge. Because I know if my if my dad was a judge and I got into trouble, 
you know, I'd be like, hey, make this go away, Dad. So, right. and they were all they were all just so lackadaisical. I agree with the last panelist. Um, the prosecution, they're you know trying to pull the whole Matthew McConaughey emotional to a juror, a, a, a jury of women trying to be emotional. It just didn't work. Um, it was just ridiculous to me. I, I think they were just going through the motions because that's just what they had to do. I don't think it was a real effort put into it. I think it, the whole thing was just the circus, just for you know. Because they have to do it. That's just my take. Yeah. On. This this um trial brought a lot of other issues that um that are going that going um and today 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 you know these days. Aaron, what issues stand out from you that that came out of this case? Well, um, to me, um, the um, biggest issue was was the whole. Profiling, racial profiling, just, just, just the fact that um, that uh, Zimmerman felt that Trayvon was was doing something bad, you know, that that he was a punk and that he was an asshole, and not not even knowing him, you know, just assuming just by looking at this at this teenager walking, you know, walking like it was almost like. How dare he walk around, you know, um, at seven o'clock at night? Um, yeah. And also, yeah. So I, that that to me was was the um, was the biggest issue to me was that. Uh, anyone else want to? Any other issues that came out? I know we some of the gun laws and whatnot. What other issues, Adrian? Will we think came from this? Well, I also think that this, you know, I really wish we were dispassionate about, you know, black-on-black crime, especially what's going on right now, you know, in Chicago in the height of that. Um, I think that's where it stems from because, you know, we don't respect ourselves. You know, we run around here killing each other and think that it's all cool because we're trying to show how how hard we are and who's the hardest. But then, you know, when another race comes along and and, and does something that they've been doing for years, now all of a sudden – you know, we want to – I know it's time to bring, you know, light to all the profiling and whatever, but I think it's just – it goes a little deeper that, you know, we got to start we, – we have to do better as African-American, yeah. as brown people. Just, you know, as a minority, we, we just have to do better with ourselves first. And, then, you know, we want to be seen as respectable, in and, and which we are, but we just got to start with our own community first. We got to stop with this whole I'm not going to snitch mentality or – you know, I'm the hardest mentality. We gotta, we gotta start uplifting our community to say that you know it, it is okay to be like smart and not only know the law, but you can be part of the law to help you know keep these things from happening um, going forward. So we just I have to educate that, ourselves on the law. Yeah, we have to educate ourselves on the law and you know how it operates, who it works for, because obviously staying your ground only works for um, <laughs> certain not people. Us. Right, Not yeah, us, yeah. exactly. So we just have to educate ourselves, and it just starts in the classroom. It starts with us taking care of our own. We got to stop it with the, the whole, you know, just the silliness in our community, and it's just gotten out of hand. And it, it's just time. It, mm-hmm. it takes a community, and we 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 we've got to stop mining our. We we got to start mining other people's business in a way where you know the whole community is affected in a positive way. So. I hate to go off yeah. on my tangent, but that's just the root of it. Of you know how I feel, what's wrong, what's going on, with what came out of that case, and well, obviously the profiling and, and and racism and you know favoritism and, and things like that came out of it. But that's just what really stood out. Is you know we got to do that. Okay. Yep. 
Well, yeah, I, I would I would add on to that that I think one of the biggest things that came out of it for me was a we still are under some illusion um, as a community that we just can't seem to understand why other communities won't accept us, um, and that we really lack the institutional power um, to enforce what we feel is just. Um, I kept hearing, like, you know, this isn't justice, this isn't justice, and what I had to keep reminding people I was talking to a lot of times was there's not a universal definition of justice. You know, justice a lot of times reflects what your social, economic, and political interests are. And a lot of times I think we get shocked when our idea of what we believe justice does not coincide with other groups. And the reality is, you know, it it just doesn't. I mean, that can be – it doesn't even have to be justice. We can look at a number of things. And I think lastly the thing that probably came out of this more than anything to me was we are stuck in the 1960s in terms of strategy for power building and institutional power building. We – I don't know, we keep marching, right? We've marched after Ayanna Jones. We've marched after Oscar Grant. Like, you, I don't know at this point what it's doing other than letting people take pictures of you and kind of, it's, it's almost become comical at this point to watch. Mm. You know, a lot of people, um, and I I was had a conversation with someone via Instagram uh, uh, uh a white young man, we have a conversation about the case, and he says that it's, it wasn't about race. Everyone's making it about race. It's not about race. And I've heard, I've heard, a, most of what I've heard say that have been white, saying it's not about race. Um, let me ask you, Aaron, do you agree, do you think your race had anything to do with this? And if so, why? Why not? Do I, as far as with the um, verdict? Or yeah. with the trial in general? Well, the whole trial, um, the whole trial in itself, not necessarily the verdict. Well, okay. Um, I'm kind of torn, torn, torn with that. Yes, race was an issue, but I think that that the um, jurors were they were stuck. Like they had to go by what they they were told by the um, jury. Instructions and and by the law and they I mean I, please people do not get mad at me when I say this but by the law from 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 what they were told and by from and from the evidence you know if beyond a reasonable doubt they did the the best that they did. I, you know I uh, I don't want to sound out of oh I don't want to get no bad. Facebook but, but to be found guilty of nothing, how would you justify that? I I, I can't. I thought about this for a while and, and haven't wasn't able to come up with how the just how the juror were able to justify him being guilty of nothing. So maybe since you right and see that, and that, from, can you explain well, that? Well, um, because be, they they saw. Um, they don't know who that was yelling. You know, pe- you know. Some people think it's Trayvon. Some people think it was it was George Zimmerman. Zimmerman had you know bruises. His um, nose was was um, was bloody, punch broken, whatever. Um, and all you have to do is just put some reasonable doubt into the um, jurors' minds. You know that okay, possibly he could have been fighting for his life. You know, 
um, it's all in the interpretation of you know of of um, standard. I mean, of um, self defense. You thought that your life was in danger. Maybe he thought, okay, there are instances whenever someone's gotten gotten punched one time and they actually died. So um, it's just that was just it's just tough, man. It's just, it's it's just tough. But yeah, race was definitely an issue. I don't know if it was the um, main fact, like the biggest factor as far as with the verdict. So sorry. Uh, anyone anyone want to add to that? I just think that um, it was the laws. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it's a. It, this is Adrian. Hey, Stephen. Um, the jury basically, you, you you definitely have to put yourself in the in the in the situation of a juror because you, they choose jurors based on you know how much they know on a case or you know right. and so forth. Two, I think they messed up with the jury selection because they thought oh because it's a panel full of women and they have you know kids it was going to be you know maybe an easy win or whatever the case may be, but they, they did not have um, anyone of color on that besides that, you know, they didn't really distinguish whether she was, you know, Latina or or other. But either way, they didn't have anybody black on there because all right. because the judge didn't want to say that it was, you know, racially charged or whatever. But to me, people who usually, I'll say this, there's an A and B category. People who usually say this case was not based on race are usually not black or, or have never been profiled or have never been, you know, basically profiled based on a stereotype. And then the other is because this case, you, we know this happens in the hood all the time where people are profiling and so forth and cops and carrying on, but um, because it had become so publicized right at the end, this is when everybody starts to look at the case. So to me, everybody is like a juror. They didn't follow this case when it was breaking news when, you know, they first came out and was talking about it on The View and then they were choosing the jurors and all that stuff. So a lot of people came in on the tail end of this. And exactly. you don't understand it from the beginning when, when it was first, first reported, and, you know, including the 911 call. Don't forget that he also mumbled on his breath these effing coons. I'm sick of these effing coons getting away with something. Mm-hmm. So they didn't want to put that – they didn't want to enter that, that – well, they, it was evidence, but it was the way that it was presented. So, right. Man. Well, I you know, see it – I see it – Um. You know, it, I thought it was interesting when the first juror spoke out, the one they referred to as B-37, she spoke out and said that um, she really couldn't relate to Trayvon and that Rachel, the girl Rachel, um, that testified for him. She said she just, she said she felt sorry for Rachel, you know. Um, yeah. And she couldn't relate to her, and she felt like she knew who George Zimmerman was based on how it was presented. And like she felt, she felt that he had learned a big lesson, and that he that he had good intentions and went too far. Um, kind of like she was, she felt bad for George. You know what I mean? Um, but she just couldn't relate to uh, Trayvon or you know some of his witnesses because of two different worlds. So it, when you talk about jury selection, it, it surprised me that you didn't have anyone that could relate to that to that lifestyle or relate to, you know, that type of neighborhood or where uh, Trayvon and his friends came, came from. It was kind of interesting to me. Yeah. Well, see, uh, yeah. This is Aaron. Um Okay. Um, first of all, with um, juror B-37, um, I applaud her for being honest, uh, for showing her, her bias, because I actually feel like she had a bias um, from the beginning but um, 
but she should not have been a juror. I mean, she during, during whenever she was asked be, before she was even so, selected as a juror, she um she referred to the um protest as riots. You know, so I'm like, okay, if 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 you look at at um protest as um riots when it when it came for justice for um for um Trayvon, then that to me kind of speaks on on um your um your um uh, lack of of um I guess of your compass- lack of knowledge culturally compassion yeah. knowledge everything like she just could not see herself as being a mother to um to um uh, Trayvon Martin like she just could not see it and she was very adamant about that. She did not see him as relatable at all. It was not in her nature. It wasn't happening. And she just kept referring to George as almost as as if she knew George. It was, right. it was kind of eerie to exactly. me. It was, it was it was very eerie. Like it was almost to the point like this woman has has some kind of relationship with George Zimmerman or his family outside of this courtroom. It was it was very 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 eerie to me. And you know, um, Carla, she, who's our program director, she was. We're talking about the case as well. And and this was the, the uh, when me and the Instagram follower were having this conversation on Friday. He said it's not even about race. It's not black or white. George Zimmerman is Hispanic, so they see because it's a, because he is Hispanic and white um, that it's not a race issue because we're both minorities. Uh, well, what are your thoughts on? Does that even matter? Is, is is it bigger than George Zimmerman, or is it more about the whole trial itself? Well, I, I think this speaks to one of the things where African Americans get ourselves in a lot of trouble. Um, and I think when we use the term minority, we have to remember who that who falls into that category. It's basically anybody who is not a white male, right? Right. And so right. you know, it becomes very tricky because now you're saying that my situation is equivalent to everybody else's situation. My relationship as an African-American man is equivalent to this Asian-American man in this country. And we know the history and we know the relationship is not equitable. So, therefore, you cannot treat my situation like you treat everybody else's. But because we, I think, at times have become so scared to distinguish ourselves and to distinguish our situation, we say, no, we're a minority, and, and all of our minority friends as, as assuming that everybody is going to come to our defense. And every time, continuously, we get disappointed when it's like, well, there's crickets out here because we're the only ones standing out here concerned. I, I think it even it even went back to a friend of mine got in an argument with her professor um, at Tennessee State who was an LBGT activist, and she they got in an argument over when the Voting Rights Act got shot down by the Supreme Court, and yet the, I think, the marriage thing passed. And she was like, where were y'all, where was your outrage when the Voting Rights Act got shot down? Because she was like, I didn't hear from the gay community at that point. And I think that's our big issue. Sometimes we're not willing to say, you know what, there are some real issues that African Americans face that I'm sorry historically make our relationship in this country very different than everybody else's. And we need to address our strategy and our situation in that manner. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And you know, some um, celebrities, um, and I think Stevie Wonder really started it, have boycotted. They, they said they won't go to Florida to, to perform. 
Um, and I know Mary Mary Gospel Group, they, they joined. They said, even though it's not as big as maybe a Stevie Wonder, but we all have to, you know, um, to come together to make a statement. Do you think that, that what do you think, if anything, will come out of, of the boycotts, the protests, the rallies? Um, what do you think will come from that? Nothing. Can I be honest with you? I, I, I think absolutely nothing. Um, I think we are still not addressing institutional issues. I, quite honestly, I would have rather seen people marching down to an African-American-owned bank and opening up bank accounts than somebody with – because essentially with what we have seen, and that's why I say we've seen this with every – you know, we can go back to the murder in New York of Aguadal where, you know, we march and then all this momentum surges and then, you know, it's almost like just let them march and they'll go away. And nothing yeah. ever really changes institutionally for us from these marches. And it, I don't have a problem with the marches. What I have a problem with is that they're not leading into anything lasting, of lasting, you know. You, you're still talking well, about like the – go ahead. Well, I was going to say, first of all, this is not 1942 anymore. So <laughs> we I don't think any – I think what is going to happen is, you know, it's bringing attention to – they're doing the right thing by marching. The rioting is just stupid, but they're doing the right thing by marching. But at the end of the day, we're going to have to march down to our congressman office. We're going to have to march down and start changing some of these laws. We need to pay attention to this Voters' Right Act thing that just, you know – kind of happened under our noses while this is happening. That's where we need to, you know, if we got to start boycotting some of these companies that support people like George Zimmerman, then that's just what has to happen. So that's what we need to, you know, point our attention to, the laws. Apparently, apparently George Zimmerman, you know, he's broke. And um, there there are certain stores who are, uh, I had a list of them, I don't think I have on me, but there are a bunch of stores who are supporting him by if you buy this product from them, some of the procedures are going to, or some of the, uh, the you know, money raised is going towards uh, George Zimmerman. What does that say about, what does that say about uh, these companies? Why are they, first of all, why are they even involved? Exactly. Um, because he's, I'm telling y'all, I'm, I just have this strong feeling that he's just really, really connected. And that's just what happens when you're connected. Well, this one here. I, I, would, I, would, I would agree with her on that one. I, I think. I, yeah. I, I guess my question becomes: Why are we shocked? I mean, the, the reality is, we're the only group that always has to go outside of our ecosystem to actually function, right? You know, right. I, it, it kind of becomes a little frustrating. Okay, yes, they, they are supporting George Zimmerman. If we wanted to not shop at these stores. We really, it, it, it goes back to the family, I think it was in Chicago, that tried to buy black for an entire year, and they couldn't because they couldn't actually get the service. So it's kind of like, yeah, we want to boycott them, but I still need to put gas in my car, and when's the last time you saw an African-American on gas station? You know, so I don't know how much of a boycott we can really put on when the reality is we can't fall back into our community and get the basic needs that we, that we need to have service. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, this is um, Aaron. I just wanted to uh, to uh, speak about the um, these um, vote, voter um, vote, voting laws now that are like popping up in in these in these states. 
what people need to do now is start getting ready to get these voter IDs. Get them now. People shouldn't shouldn't wait to um, have the uh, laws changed because as of right now, these these laws are are the laws of and for those states. So go ahead. Uh, people need to um, to like get get together and start getting the IDs. If you need an ID to vote, get it. Do not sit on your butt and then once it's time to vote, I don't have I don't have an ID. I can't vote. I don't I don't feel like going to get it. I don't or I don't I don't have the money. You have time to do it. Just do it. Get it over and done with now. Do it now. Do it. People need to vote. All all this belly aching and marching is not gonna do anything. Power is in money nope. and also in voting. If you don't vote, they could care less. And also, we need to just, um, you know, just people are taking our vote for granted. That's why they don't, they don't, they don't really care. Either black people are going to vote for Democrat mostly, or they're not going to vote at all. That's it. So this is my thing: educate yourself, and not only don't worry about voting yeah. just for the, for, the, for the president. Vote for your governor. Vote for your um, state mm-hmm. um, congress. Mm-hmm. And, these laws are in the states, people. People wake up. is not just national. Vote in these state elections, every yep. state election, local election, your county official, your um, mayor, your city hall, city council, all that. Vote local. Politics, all of it starts locally. Educate yourselves. I'm telling you. I agree. I, I, and I would go even further than that. I, I would say the biggest issue that African Americans have is not necessarily the vote, but the fact that we don't fund any politicians, quite honestly. And the reality yeah. is, if I write, you know, I always tell my students, who's going to give you a call? Is the politician going to call back the person that voted for him or the person that wrote him a check? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, yeah. a lot of times we kind of are oblivious or, or ignorant to the money part of politics. Like, we know it's there, but the, the reality that, you know what, I could get my street together and we could form our own pack and, and have, you know, elect our own city council, and we're going to be the person that controls that particular politician. I think we have a romantic view sometimes about politics. Like, everybody's equal, and the reality is, yeah, everybody got a vote, but everybody don't have the same pocketbook, and you have to use your pocketbook in politics. Yep. I agree. I agree. Well, let's switch gears real quick. Uh, let's talk about girl Paula Dean. Now we, she, she's uh, really you know George Zimmerman. He got off. He got found not guilty. Uh, Paula Dean has been found guilty. She's lost it all, losing it all. Um, they canceled her book coming out. They're selling her pots and pans and all of her uh, you know merchandise for dirt cheap. Was. Was uh, her punishment was it deserving of what she did? Anybody? <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm I'm a, I'm a little the whole Paula Dean thing. I find it comical just from a business perspective. You find you you're cutting ties with her because you don't want the PR nightmare. And what I find right. comical is the same people who fired her, I promise you, have used the N-word multiple times and failed. Oh, so yeah. I, I don't even really know what it is I'm supposed to be upset about in this situation. Right, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think about it, and I think me and Ms. Parker were talking about this uh, last night. I don't know if I believe that Paula Dean is a racist. I believe that that's the way she was raised, but I don't think she hates black people. 
Now her brother, Bubba, he's a, from what we hear about him, that's a whole different thing. I don't I don't know how I feel about Paula Dean. I think that she's definitely uh I bet she bet she never um admitted to using the word before. Do you think that uh she can come back from this? Uh yeah, she will. She just needs to shut up. Yeah. I think she's just a she's just a, del- a delusional bigot from back in her day. Um I right. still can't get past the whole, you know, I I wanted to have slaves and a, a old plantation wedding with slave servants right. and all that. No. You you got no. to go. That was yeah. yeah. That was, That's too much. That's just too yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. and, and this is my thing. Where 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 is Oprah with all this? You know, Oprah I'm not trying to come down to Oprah, but I'm just saying Oprah was was the was one of the people that actually really brought Paula Deen in into her own, like, you know, really helped Paula Deen to become this um this um me- mega brand. And I'm like, okay, Oprah, why are you why are the crickets? Why aren't you saying anything with, with, with this? And, that could be a, that could be a touchy thing though. That could be a touchy thing. What do you what do you what do you think Oprah should do? I wouldn't owe Oprah to say anything in this case. Yeah. I would. I mean, I would. What would you want? I do. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. What would you want her to say? Okay, I would want her to 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 say. Okay, what what? How do you? Okay, do you still want her to be a part of your network? Like, do you want her to be a part of uh, what she's doing as part of the business? I don't think she was part of the network. I think she she did the show. She came on our show as a guest. That show. No, she had. Not, oh, okay, but never mind. Yeah, I'm, she's bad. not part of the she's not part of the network. I don't think she has the responsibility. I don't think she has the responsibility to really make any uh, comment about the Paula Dean case. Okay. She didn't. She didn't do it. <laughs> Oh, that's just well, my opinion. Well, see that. Okay, I I thought that she was part of part of part of Harpo or something. So I take that back. Oh. If that, that's why I thought that she should say something. If she's a part of your brand or of, of your company, or whatever, and she's saying this, and I just yeah. you know, she should say something. But since she's not part of it, never mind. Strike that down. <laughs> okay. The last thing I want to talk about, and and this has been something that I've struggled with, and I know some of my friends and. It's the N-word. So, should people be allowed to say it? Period. Black people. Should black people be able to allowed to go around calling each other niggas? This is like an abortion argument, honestly. I, I, th- I think you're going to always, I, and I think it's going to be largely generational, and I think that's going to be a very, that's where it becomes very difficult because in my grandparents' generation, that is such a venomous word. And, and right. so the further you get removed from that, obviously we grew up in the hip-hop era where, you know, the N-word, I mean, even my parents' generation, N-word was a little more commonplace. And so I think right. it's a very difficult conversation to have because you're always going to have these two sides who say yes and no, and they have, and both have. I personally don't like the word because I don't, for me personally, I don't think you can ever remove the history. I don't care if you put an A at the end of the word, and I've right. used the word, and I, and I still, even when I use it myself at times, cringe because I'm like, I know the history of that word, and I know what it was used for. And just putting an A on the end of it, it's like, you know, 
it's kind of like part of being in butter. Like just because you use half a thing and not the whole thing, <laughs> you still gonna catch a heart attack, you know. And so, right, right. I have, I would, I prefer not to use it, but I, I will know, you know, Chris Rock said, I remember Chris Rock said, you know, they buried my N word. Well, today is Easter, and I'm bringing it back. So you just always gonna have these conflicting groups and. And now that it has moved outside of our community, I think it makes it even more difficult because I can't even tell you how many times I've come into a group of Asian youth. They don't even know African Americans around. It's Asians calling yeah. each other the N word, and I'm just like, what, what am I saying? I, 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 I see yeah. a lot of Hispanics calling each other niggas. I've, yeah. I've, I've seen a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I, I think for them, and I can't speak for them, but I would just assume that, you know, it's part of pop culture. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily a negative thing. They did a, a study on uh, on CNN where they're going around asking different people, different races, what they thought about the word. And it was a young Hispanic guy. He said that, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't see nigger as bad as he sees nigger. He says nigger is definitely you stay away from. But nigger is, that's my homie. We cool. That's, you know what I mean? Um, I think it is definitely something. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think, Adrian? Uh, <laughs> the N word is. I'm I'm guilty of using it in the heat of in the heat of certain things, but I, I will say that I I don't use the word nigger, nigger, none of that. I don't even sing the 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 nigger part of the song when I'm around other people because I don't even want you to feel like you're. I don't even want you to get comfortable with saying right. that. I just don't. I know people say, oh, it's okay. It's a No, don't let your favorite rapper, you know, get you two to the chest and two to the throat. Just, you know, stay in your lane. And why would you even want to say that in the first place when you know it, it does have a history? And, you know, just just stay out of it is what I say. Right. You, you know you shouldn't right. be saying it, so don't say it. Right. I agree. I agree. And then let you know we we should be working on it, but you know that doesn't give you a reason to go out and just you know float the word around like it's it's nothing. So you know we want to we want to say oh it's, it's it's okay, but then you let a white cop come along and say hey nigger get out of the car. Oh then we got a problem. So that's, that's you know where I stand. Hey Ron. I agree. I think that the word with the A, a E R, a I, a Y, a Q, a Q, a V, a W, a Z, whatever, it's just it's just an ugly word. I I I don't like it. I don't like how it sounds. I don't like you know it. And also, if you if you expect another group of people to not say it. But then you say it to me. It 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 kind of muddies up the waters because because then they're they're like okay how come they can say it but I can't say it you know it it's it's yeah so I just I I, I that word has such a a negative nasty history to it I mean people were killed over that word lynched and massacred and I mean it's it's a disgusting word and it should not be said to me I I, I don't like it at all. Now, now, can I ask, does the panel think that it has become so integrated in pop culture, though, that it is almost, I hate to say impossible to remove, but, I mean, we're talking about a word that is, I mean, I've heard rappers now use it in entire lyrics for every line in their song just because it rhymes so easily. How do you even begin to 
removes such – I mean, this word had – I'm amazed at the amount of weight that it has carried just being so popular now that it, that everybody wants to – if you use it, you're in the in crowd almost. Yeah, cool, right, yeah. 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 I don't know if it will go away. Um, I think that there needs to be because, like, I think each generation becomes less uh, offensive. Um, you know, like, I remember Oprah and Jay-Z had a conversation. Oprah finds it highly offensive. Jay-Z sees that, um, how we've taken the word and, and changed it, you know, so that it's not so negative. But the two different generations, and now we have – Young Asians going around calling each other. I don't know if it's going to go away. We have to. There has to be a huge change. I think it starts in the in the uh, African American community. You know what I mean? Um, and I know they try by bearing it and everything. But I don't know. I don't know if the word's going to go away. Uh, Stephen, um, I I just want to say um, when that, I, I just find it so disheartening to me that as 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 black people, as as African Americans, we just let 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 that just be what it is. Whereas um, in um, other in other races, if you was to say cracker or a honky or what you know that is offensive. Whether you put an A at the end of it or an E R, if if you called um, someone a chink or a you know I'm, I'm sorry I don't I'm not trying to say, I'm, I'm I'm not racist but I'm just saying some racial terms whatever. If you was to call these other um, races these um, these um, racist words, they they would be offended, keep all yeah. upset, the whole nine. But for us, yep. oh, it's it is what it is. Uh, well, we it sounds like I'm like I'm, that is just so it's silly, and that's why people don't don't take it seriously. If you don't take yeah. your own self seriously, why do you expect other people to? You just let right. them. My point exactly. Take, Right. Yeah. It's 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 idiotic to me. It's so silly to me. It's 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 ignorant. Other races, white people, Jewish people, um, Hispanics, Asians, if you say a racial epithet to them, they will be peed off, they will boycott, they will everything. It's it's over. But black folks, I it would you know, it's it's whatever, it is what it is. We trying to change the name or to change the change it up. Like, come on, we gonna put an A instead of the E R and it's silly. It's 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 just silly. It's just silly. Well, yeah. I, I think some of some of that is we don't wanna rock the boat. You know, inevitably we always want to do the thing that will almost bring the harmony to you know, it's like African America is going to make America live up to what it we believe it was supposed to be. You know, and it was supposed to be this place. So if that means letting everybody use the N word, then we'll let everybody use the N word, even if we're uncomfortable with it. Because for us, it seems like at times I get the sense that it shows some acceptance by other groups. Like, oh, look, they're using our words. Look, they're dressed uh, like us. Even though they're mocking you, you know, it's it, it, so. I would love to see us re. I guess this is where that miseducation comes in. Just because someone is. Taking things from you does not mean they accept you. Right. I agree. I agree. Well, listen, on that note, I want to thank uh, the panel, Will, Adrian, Aaron, for being on tonight. I was Ms. Parker. Um, this is a conversation I think we'll continue to have down the line. I want to thank you for your uh, point, points of view. I think we had some very strong, you know, and valid points. So thank you for being on tonight and have a great week, okay? You too. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you. Yeah, have a good evening.
Thank you, everybody. Have a good week. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. We'll take a quick commercial break and come back with Steven's Playlist. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. You're listening now. You're listening to The Stephen Knight Talk Show on EOTM Radio. The Stephen Knight Show, Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on EOTM Radio. Welcome back. Now it's time to go to Stephen's Playlist. We receive music from people all over the country who want to be featured during this segment. Each week we select artists to play on our playlist, and tonight our playlist features songs by both independent and major artists, including Chris Brown, Malachi Rivers, and Heston, and many more. If you're interested in being featured on Stephen's Playlist, please email us at thestephennightshow at gmail.com. Attach one or two songs, your bio, one or two promotional pictures. And remember, all songs must be edited for radio, meaning no cursing. We definitely look forward to hearing your work. Now, the first song is by my homie, Malachi Rivers. It's his brand-new single entitled Wind Parade. Parade. Check it out and enjoy. See what's playing this. I wanna walk the street by naked with my sneakers on. Wind blowing on my ass, call it crack a dawn. Teleported from Idaho to Maryland. A bourgeoisie vagabond. Great coupon, pleasant pandemonium. Running free high from the vibe, musical Molly. Amber waves cover and pay the seas. Capturing every piece of history. And all the weed had bop to the beat. And they sing ghetto rap to bees. And there's a plane with hydraulics on the street. Bringing in a band of martyrs, a future leaders. I'm sitting on the top of death, obey for seekers. A yo, spitting hope for a better future. A yo, quality for all black, white, straight, gay. Yo, bump it. Let's have a win parade. And everybody's Lined up, please do stare. Let's flip the seasons, have summer and fall. Sunbathing in Harlem with a macaw. Pimp shit, saw lock, and we breaking the wall. Cool kamikaze blowing your mind without the white line. Imagination dancing with Lady Divine. Scoping out the rising, sublime, quick cash prostitutes. Now rocking business suits. Homeless man now driving Bentley Coop. Up from the basement and around a salute. And yo, cheers and applause for being who you are. And yo, you're Star checking, hey yo, sweet dreams are made of these Brazilian beaches and palm trees, concrete jungles and autumn leaves. Possession is the key to being free to see. And everybody's Tailored handsome, running with flames like the Hunger Games. His boy is on fire, somebody make it rain. Give me the keys to the city, navigate, skateboarding on the clouds of sweet escape. 
Mental break, ride a lion through the project Stop by the White House, get breakfast Achieving the dream, living like a king Flying the streets with wings on my feet Walking in peace Gandhi, ain't no topic of now I was lost, now I found Reintroduce myself to myself, kick the old me to the left Yo, I'm giving it my best, no stress, no contest Just left from the east to the west Shake a hand, shake a hand, I'm hitting on Grand Slam I'm in love with the man that I am And everybody's singing with my fans Thank you, Father. 
I hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank our guest panel again for coming on tonight, William, Aaron, and Adrian. And for all you at home listening, and thank you. Spread the word, and uh, we'll see you next time. Have a great week. God bless. I love the way.